for tuning in on to episode two of the Sam and Sergio podcast. Sergio, all the way from Florida, joining me. Thank you, Sergio. Hey, what's up, Sam? Good, good. Um, what do you have in mind to talk about today? Uh, well, it's been a while since we recorded last time, but uh, I don't know what's happened in between. Remember we talked about the last time how remorseful I was about buying AMC because we're bleeding and I was down like yeah. $500. Yeah, well, that changed around. So you want to talk about that? that AMC yeah. and GME? Yeah, so, go ahead. Uh, I bought only $20, so I mean, I'm still winning, but you know, I'm not making a lot of money. You, on the other hand, you held for literally months at this point. Uh, how did it turn around for you? So when when it crashed in February, I was convinced that um, I was going to have to probably foreclose on the house. But I didn't because in March, some turnaround shit happened and my money went back up. I sold GME for mm-hmm. like double the amount and I got my money back on EMC. Should have held a little longer for a slight profit, but didn't. However, now that I have my money back, I have near a grand mm-hmm. in Weeble. So we're using Weeble for now. And speaking of people who threw a decent amount of money at it, yeah. your cousin, yeah. Angela. So he's 20K. Is he? <laughs> I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, so. bro. He said it. He was, he, he was <laughs> bragging about it. He was like, on, on AMC alone, he threw down 2000 Wow. I, I actually just got off the phone yeah. with him. I was FaceTiming him in Colombia. Oh, yeah. Must be nice to and be stressing about go- being a Goldman yeah. Sachs employee. And we'll talk yeah. about that too later. But um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. So you essentially made your money back plus profit on AMC and GME. Uh, I made my money back even on AMC, but I did make a profit on GME. Yeah. So I'm good. I'm still in the green. Uh, for now, I'm on Weeble. I, you, you saw the ETF yeah. that I got, Moon. Uh, I've got Jets ETF and what's the Arc, other one? Yeah. Arc? Yeah. Tesla? Yeah. So I'm holding long term because I believe that Tesla might get okay. close to that. Well, Angelo told long-term. me that Arc, he's going to hold until 2026. Exactly. Right. It's like long term because today it was bleeding and I'm down like 10 bucks, but I'm right. not going to pay it any mind. Um, also, another long term, just for the hell of it, because you never know. Oh, yeah, I have like a hundred bucks in Dogecoin, and I'm just gonna keep it there for a decade. Exactly. See what happens. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm and I'm definitely not gonna use my Dogecoin to pay for a pizza. Like, yeah, I, that's funny because I remember a few <laughs> years ago I saw this post on Reddit. Some guy said I spent my Bitcoin on like a laptop okay. or some stupid shit. Yeah, like, I could have yeah. been a millionaire today. <laughs> yeah. Damn, so, bro. Just hold it. <laughs> yeah. Just hold and walk yeah, away. Yeah, pretend it doesn't exist. 10 years and be like, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, other than that, where, where do you want to go with that? Oh, next? real quick on on ETFs. Um, that's what I'm, I think that's what I'm going to do moving forward. I'm not going to look into individual stocks unless it's like some kind of, you know, same scenario with, with uh, AMC and GME, right? Is that like... Of course not, because... Because you've got less yeah. liability uh, ETFs. You've got you've got Tesla and Arc. So let's say Tesla does go from six hundred to God knows like eighteen hundred yeah. per stock. You could literally have every other company in that ETF shitting on itself, and then right there you go, or vice versa, because it, it averages yeah. out. Yeah, but if you buy individual stocks, that's why they tell you don't buy individual stocks. Right. You don't know what you're doing. That's like 
that's more of Warren right. Buffett game. If you got big money, yeah. you could do that. But if you got small money, yeah, don't exactly. expect anything. Yeah. And anything else? I, I think that was all I had about ETFs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, what about NFTs? Oh, let's NFTs talk about NFTs, which I, I still don't. Yes. I understand, but I don't. Like, why is it trending? How did it explode? I literally never heard of it two it weeks is, ago. And then now it's just, it, it's all over. It is the, it is like, I would say the finance version of, the finance adult version of collecting mm-hmm. Pokemon cards. It is. That's what it is. Why do Pokemon cards sell for? Right. You, you have the certification of authenticity, right? Technically, in a way. Exactly. Same way that people buy FIFA World Cup jerseys every four years. Like, you got to have that stamp on your shirt. If not, you're, right. uh, you're a fraud. You know? Do you know why it exploded? So, like, literally, I never heard about this two, three weeks ago. And and now I'm, you know, every article I see is talking about it too. Uh, I saw it started out with like mm-hmm. digital art. And like, you know, that art is a very subjective. Um, how do you say? Yeah. Yeah, subjective up to which we've had a lot of debates uh, about ten years ago. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it's so subjective, and when you apply subjectivity to economics, it can make price points fluctuate Mm -hmm. like crazy, because it is true. The reason why something has a price point is because people are willing to pay the value for that. The value is what the person feels over it. It's literally emotional not emotional just what you put in value of it you know not emotional it doesn't always have to be emotional it could be a some somebody could see your garbage as a benefit mm-hmm. to them you know it's no different than when you're driving by and you see someone throwing out their furniture and then you're like no i could get that and flip it so but this but this is with right. authenticity so like you're selling it with your signature that's interesting do you think you'll try to sell yeah. do anything via nft or I will try, but I do feel already that there's an unfair advantage from people up top, yeah. like Mark Cuban. Uh, he obviously has access to things that normal human beings don't, like, like being owner of a know, basketball team. Go- <laughs> yeah, he has yeah he has GoPro footage up close of right. Dallas Mavericks. Like, come on, who, yeah. who's gonna compete with that? So the only way I could see average people doing it is you got to create something unique, uh, especially in the art field. I would say push culture push your nationality push your background your ethnicity whatever it is mm-hmm. make art out of it put your signature on it and that's it really interesting because like i just you saw an example know. of that somebody was making uh necklaces for latin american countries and they were selling it yeah. like it was nft artwork so that's like a really good example that you just yeah. said yeah 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 so of course yeah you have to you have to get something that's very original Mm -hmm. very authentic not too not original in the sense that you created it from scratch but something that hasn't been touched up on recently something that maybe has weight with you and then you use that you kind of like you know not trademark it but you make it yours yeah i don't know if you could trademark it no but it's your own unique thing yeah that's interesting so uh so i like you never know some people have it doesn't even have to be art it could be a video of you like some people are capable of doing straight like i imagine an acrobat recording herself in her backyard doing certain tricks and flips and she just puts her authenticity on it and nobody else can do these flips or tricks you get me like imagine tony hawk he would make uh, a video of him doing a 560 you know and because he's the first one to have done it ever so it would make sense for him to do it that's cool yeah and if you go on some artist's instagram page 
like um you know have they have links to to their little marketplace or shop they already have like nft profiles yeah. ready to go with their artwork and gifs and whatever else they're making right the only aspect of nfts that i still really want to understand that i don't is virtual land i don't mm-hmm. understand that uh i don't get why anybody would it buy seems land. a little scammy because the only people pushing it forward are people who already own virtual land so that their plot of land goes up right so it only works if you kind of convince everybody yeah. else to do it but where is this land like is it in the fucking minecraft world i've seen minecraft world it? and i've seen people literally buying real land like off of google maps but it's not real land it's just virtual you own that virtual plot on google maps you so you own the virtual right space so you could like zoom in on your house in physical. florida and buy that plot on virtual yeah. shit i didn't know that but it doesn't count for anything <laughs> other than you know that that web space yeah yeah but that, yeah. that is pretty cool but again it, it only that, works yeah. if you kind of like convince everybody else to do it and then the value of yours goes up yeah, I'm telling you, bro. I'm gonna like sell the World Five Seven Mario <laughs> Brothers. I'm telling you. I'll be like, you want the Princess yeah. Peach Castle? Five hundred grand. It's not a bad idea. It's all yours, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I don't get sued by Niantic <laughs> or Nintendo yeah. or anything like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any uh, other topics? Yeah, we, uh, we were talking about specifically how Goldman Sachs employees are overworked, and then we personally know two people who work for them, and they're living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> They live a life that I'm like, wow. Because how do you how do you complain that you're an overworked person, but you've been in Colombia for like yeah. 90 days? And there are <laughs> and people who do have that lifestyle, but they're usually freelancers or artists or, you know, a lot more somewhere. They work somewhere where it's a lot more relaxed, the culture. They're yeah, they're less they're less uh, intertwined with the main like the main part of right. tax. There's there's definitely like third-party contractors that work with Goldman Sachs or anything yeah. like that of course they get a they get a little more yeah. but direct employees like you're on yeah. their contract they're the ones that are saying oh we're mm-hmm. overworked well, can't handle it I believe somewhere out there there are, there's a lot of like junior analysts that are suffering yeah. that way but I just don't understand why the two people that we know uh, it, it, I've never seen Angelo like that exhausted yeah. ever. and he, he he plays video games too and I'm like oh look he's yeah. online he can't be exhausted. I don't know. I mean, personally knowing him, obviously he's a very like loose guy. He's he's kind of he always keeps it light, even if he's like I think exhausted or anxious or whatever. But if he's ever been yeah. anxious, but um, I, I talked to him just before we got on the podcast, and I asked him that specific question, and I showed him that TikTok I sent you about Goldman employees, and he said, "Yeah, right. as a junior analyst, the work is a lot harder, and it was hard for me." But this last year has been extra hard on the junior analysts because working from home because of the pandemic. Yeah. So, of course, yeah. you know, he said that like the 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 boundary you set in terms of like when work is over, when you're at home, pretty much a blur for junior analysts. He yeah. said you pretty, you basically got to work. In your yeah. Studio. He kind of acknowledged that him being a senior analyst, there are certain privileges. So you could set professional boundaries such as, you know, I'm not going to reply to you after 7 p.m. or whatever. Or, you know, you, you obviously don't have to do as much day-to-day stuff. You, you're overseeing things. Right. You're running meetings, etc. Over here, you got you to gotta earn that. But in Europe, it's a basic right since like three yeah. years ago. They said, what, what's that law? They have the email law. No emails after. Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Which, I mean, that should yeah, be yeah. everywhere. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I I just don't what I don't understand is why these C-suit level executives and owners and board members, why do you expect people that are at a junior analyst level to sacrifice their lives, their personal sometimes their personal yeah. health and their their emotional relationships, their personal relationships, everything. You want them to put all of that on the line for a salary that's set. And sure they get bonuses, but you're raking in millions. No wonder you work 120 hours. Yeah, I'd be as pa- uh, I'd be as passionate as a CEO if I was making that much money, you know, but I'm not. Yeah, message to Daddy Elon, stop expecting your lowest employees to please like stay an extra 12 hours yeah. for their shift. Stop. Because that shit isn't cool. We have families, we have people that we have to see. Why would you expect them to just, you know, no, work is the only thing that matters right. in your life. Right. The CEO I might view that, that job as his passion, as his passion project. And I don't I don't blame you, but you can't expect like you said, you can't expect your workers to do that the same way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why why would I expect them to give up as much as I'm giving up? I'm the owner. I'm right. raking in. You're raking in the money, money. you're taking the highest risk. Your your employees aren't. Yeah. I get privileges that they don't. I get to see benefits that they don't. I probably get to travel the world like they don't. I meet people that they yeah. don't. So relax on the egoism, Mr. C suits and executives. Please, please. And misses, because I know that some some No, yeah, know, it applies to both. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Cut that shit out. <laughs> no, you're right. 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh aside from that, I was going to I was actually going to mention something else about this whole like the economy mm-hmm. as a whole because we're talking about crypto, NFTs, uh we talked mm-hmm. about stocks and Goldman Sachs. Mm-hmm. I honestly told you yesterday uh I believe that there's a shift occurring. Uh, I believe after the pandemic and after 2020 traditional business and banking and everything that we've known is going to kind of shift yeah, really hard. I agree with you. This, this is this decade is going to accelerate the future basically and that doesn't mean a good thing. Everyone everyone's lights like eyes light up when I say that, but that doesn't mean a good thing. I honestly see long-term unemployment as an issue in this country. I do believe that people are going to need to start doing their own thing. You're going to have to start becoming your yeah. own employee. Because if you're going to go out there and look for a job, you're either going to be miserable because the job doesn't pay enough or you're not going to find the job that, you know, that's out there. Yeah. And I think in the process of this pandemic, people kind of realized my job is not my worth. I don't want to be stuck working for a company nine to five, Monday through Friday. A lot of people are going out and like yeah. you said, making their own business, working for themselves. Especially when wages don't go up, salaries have been staying yeah. stagnant. So as long as they continue to stay stagnant, and as long as inflation continues to rise yeah. and everything gets more expensive, those salaries mean yeah. less and less. Just like the girl said in that TikTok that you showed me, no wonder Goldman Sachs has a hard time holding on to mm-hmm. junior analysts. That that applies across the board to all companies. If you don't raise the wages, people are going to lose interest. They're going to be like, I can just make the same amount of money working on Etsy at home. Yeah, exactly. With less stress and nobody spitting in my face about how much I suck as right. an employee. Yeah. Do you think that's a viable solution? You know, because everybody is an entrepreneur. It's the only, it's the only short-sighted solution that I can mm-hmm. come up with right now. But I did. I was going to mention to you. This is it. What I was getting to. I saw an article today. See, and I saw that Joe Biden said he's going to change something about the way we do 
about the way the country operates. He said that he sat down with historians and is comparing our times to like the Great Depression and all this. Can we make it out of this mm-hmm. hole that we're in? The, you know, with everything that's going on. And, you know, good luck to him with that whole Mexican border thing. I don't know what he's going to do with that, but that's just going to kind of distract them from the yeah. economy, if you ask me. I just feel like I, I don't mean to I don't mean to say anything. And I'm Spanish. I know that those people need a place to go. It's just that right now, what are we going to do? Because if we take them in, we, we already have an unemployment issue. We already have a debt mm-hmm. issue. Like we can't keep taking people mm-hmm. in. You know, we can't always be the go to. Mm-hmm. Well, like as much as I, I think that's why he's actually really focused on, for example, talking to the governments in El Salvador and Guatemala to make sure that the situation there improves before people even have the chance to leave. Which would require eradicating. Yeah, Wait, I mean, it's 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 a long term, you know, this is like a 20, 30 year plan. It's not something that's going to be seen within this decade. Yeah. Right. And that's a long time for people to not have work not have yeah. anywhere to go another issue that's coming up is the uh, housing issue all these people that are caught up with the debt mm-hmm. that they can't pay off in rent i don't know what they're going to do about that uh, are they going to write off the debts are they going to what are they going to do how much debt are they going to write off they might as well just press a factory reset button mm-hmm. on the economy right that's what i'm saying and that, i think that joe biden is considering that a major transition to a system where i don't know if he's going to consider ubi or uh maybe some form of it like maybe it'll be like encouraging you to go to school or trade school mm-hmm. or college who knows but something has to change because there's not for normal people to make it in this world it's getting more expensive and again we don't have wages to keep up with yeah it. we don't yeah did you see that tiktok i showed you about the housing market uh, it specifically showed for example yeah. how a lot of baby boomers are selling their old homes and buying starter homes, pricing out, you know, new buyers like us. So, for example, you had baby boomers who bought houses in the 80s for 100 flat, right? And now they're selling it for 800,000, as in the case in California, maybe a million. And so now yeah. because they're retired, they want to downsize. They go buy that starter home, that one story, two bedroom that we would buy for 400,000. And they're buying it with a 50K plus cash offer. Yeah. Of course, because they have the means right. to do so. They have all that equity from selling their, their previous house. From holding all yeah. that long So, time. <laughs> younger generations pretty much getting pushed out of the housing market. That's another issue, too. Right. And when they do that, the longer it takes us to push forward as a country. Yeah. Do you think there's any optimism for millennials as it, like, you know, going forward or... Any optimism? Yeah, I believe so. But I would say pay a lot of attention to individualism, which is, to me, crypto and all that stuff, it is. It's away from traditional business, mm-hmm. traditional everything. So pay attention to that stuff because who knows? The system might not be itself up. And if all else goes, anything that's alternative, i.e. Bitcoin or Ethereum, whatever it is, NFTs, gonna go up because now you're giving it a chance yeah since the traditional system is failing yeah right pretty good talk <laughs> anything else no so you were pretty cut off the last few sentences the last few like 30 seconds what were you saying which part uh, the system can't hold and then you jump to alternative oh that 
the system can't hold itself up and as it comes down anything that serves as an said bitcoin or nfts alternative mm-hmm. to traditional banking money business uh employment that mm-hmm. stuff the alternatives are going to go up as our traditional system goes down that's what i mm-hmm. so that's okay. my recommendation is that's young you got any extra cash that you can afford to play with letting it sit there and you know, D- dabble in it a little bit yeah. exactly yeah. yeah if everything's going to shit might as well play around a little bit while you're at yeah. it you know? you know a lot of people keep talking about um, going going back to that pre-pandemic lifestyle and it kind of bothers me because with everything we've talking about what do you mean we can't go back to the pre-pandemic we have, like you said we have to move forward we have to look towards a, a post-pandemic economy, a post-pandemic right. lifestyle. Right, yeah. and as and that's gonna that's gonna for sure fail is you know all these retail companies that are backed up on debt and all yeah. that. I don't think that they're all gonna get bailouts. It's not possible yeah. that they all get saved. A large portion of them are gonna get, you know, they're gonna go belly up. Right. So if they go belly up, pushed online, but I, you honestly, don't need a whole bunch of retail employees to do that. So. Yeah. Right. And if they go belly up, there's everyone's chance to hop into the market mm. because now you can do so. Now it's not too crowded. Right. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm trying to keep up with stocks, crypto, all this stuff. I'm trying to, you know, build uh, build some skills while I'm out here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Anything that could make me money and that can flip me money. So traditional entry-level employment, you think that's dead? traditional entry level it's not dead but it's dying Mm -hmm. it's definitely a dying business they're gonna have to have something else to as an incentive to bring people and keep them Mm -hmm. there because again if they keep hammering people if they keep doing if they do what japan does where they do the uh what is it 669 is it or is that that's china but japan's just as worse (laughs) yeah Yeah, they're they're just as bad both of them if we get to a society like that I guarantee you this country will spiral even worse and worse and worse mm. because it's going to it's going to drain people mentally. Yeah. So I don't think people are up for that. And I think that Americans have this sort of, you know, this floor where they're like enough's enough. They'd rather break away and start a food truck. They'd rather break away and start an Etsy business. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of that in the coming years. Yeah, I agree. I think if, if you're working with a traditional company, it's because you have like a very specific set of skills right. as opposed to just right. working for like retail or, or a restaurant or et cetera. The, the only field I could see not being affected by that is the medical field. That's just going to keep going. Well, up. yeah, that's a, that's a specific set of skills. Like, so like I said, that's something that you know, we're always. Yeah. 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 But so is like, so is like, uh, I don't know, being a banker, uh, I'm talking about white collar banker, but even that job, I see it going hmm. down. I even see, uh, lawyers like entry level lawyers. Oh, that's that's already going up. down. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going down. I think all of that stuff is going to go down, even professionals. But you're going to have to have something like unique, something that nobody can do. Which in the medical field, only the people in that field can right. do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, we're going to see an explosion of different like businesses. We're going to see crazy stuff like NFTs. You'll see it. Yeah. That's what I. Yeah. Um, continuing the conversation, sort of continuing the conversation about employment and, and alternative jobs. Uh, what do you think about tech jobs moving forward? 
tech jobs are gonna remain as is i believe i think they're gonna pr- probably push more work from home mm-hmm. anybody that's an employee uh and any owners too if you start up you're probably gonna start up from home now. yeah why why go rent out of space when real estate is another thing that's being inflated up the ass it's crazy yeah especially commercial real estate uh commercial yeah here, commercial any any kind of yeah. real estate right now everything is so highly inflated there's no reason to buy a location and then you know pay every month yeah. or rent out a location you'd rather do it from your computer yeah a weird example is the mall in Simi Valley we the mall in Simi Valley used to be you know I used to have Forever 21 Express Clothing the Apple Store a bunch of restaurants and the company that runs that plaza they pushed the rent prices so high that all these companies left including Apple Apple never does that yeah and exactly what's so, the point of inflating it so high that you know big corporations are telling you it's not worth it renting out the space now the malls are sitting empty well whoever's holding uh, the real estate doesn't care because all they want to see is that number get jacked up so that they can dump right. it when when it hits the uh the precipice. that's crazy yeah that's exactly what they're doing and there will be there will be a crash one day i do believe yeah. that uh, joe biden said it himself i think uh, the white house if not joe biden they said that the stock market is overly inflated uh, i can imagine that in the startup world right now there's a number of unicorn investments like you you're going to see a lot of deflation happen mm. anything else um real quick something that i'm personally doing is uh Uh, the grow with google course i'm getting a certification in, in ux design um, nice nice Congrats yeah thank that. you it's going good so far it's it's still at the early beginning of the courses it's like six months long but yeah yeah um that's why i asked you about the tech jobs and i'm you know i'm wondering no yeah i encourage yeah. people like i said i encourage you stay at home uh if you're not employed during the during the mm. pandemic do something pick up a skill something yeah. Uh, I'm picking up I'm personally picking up wood shop I'm working on my car now I want to know the in and out of my vehicle just to kind of you know add something under my yeah. and I'm working on a house repair That's good. So so I can always if I always need a little bit of money to throw at you know stocks or mm-hmm. anything I could always ask around hey anybody around here need this that this that charge them bring that money home flip it Yeah Yeah Exactly Yeah and the reason I I decided to look into the grow with Google courses um a lot of companies big tech companies are looking into these entry level positions and saying yeah a bachelor's is ideal but it can we can kind of treat it like a trade position where people kind of get an apprenticeship they learn online and then we can take them on from there and speaking of degrees uh that's another thing uh i recently saw the documentary on netflix which i highly highly mm-hmm. highly, highly highly recommend the uh college admissions campus yeah that documentary with Rick Singer that was that was, was opening just amazing everything i used to say when i was in college when people said that no you don't know what you're talking i'm like i see it happening in front of me i see people bidding for for bachelor's degrees as if it were you know the new york stock exchange floor mm-hmm. so it, 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 it they said this in the documentary ironically education didn't it, it lost its purpose it's no longer about education it's more about a status quo yeah. it's about having something to 
brandished over other people. You get to flash it and you get to say, look, I'm better than them, I'm better than them, I'm better than them. But sooner or later, it's going to go up to masters and a PhD. Sooner or later, academia will also inflate. Yeah, which you've been saying for 10 years, literally. Yeah, literally, academic inflation. I used to say it like when I was in high school. Yeah. I was like, I see it happening in front of me, but okay. And what do you think will happen when that happens in terms of, you know, the economy and employment? Uh, I think large companies like Google and Apple are going to have to reconsider their uh, standards. Mm. They're going to have to realize that only the elite can probably get those degrees, the, the top degrees like USC, Harvard University, Yale. I know that those schools have positions set aside for uh, very high performing poor people mm-hmm. from from underprivileged communities. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like they get even those kids when they go to the school, they get cut out of a certain network. They get cut out of a certain. They're still kind of left on their own in terms of who they know, how to network, how to interview and stuff, stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly, because when I was, I told you, when I was in New York City one time, I, for the hell of it, I was with one of my friends, uh, we said, hey, she was like, oh, I want to do something, I was like, hey, why don't we go tonight to a comedy club, so we went to some little shithole in the wall comedy club, and the guy was talking, he's like, my name is this, he's like, by the way, guys, I'm a Harvard graduate, just in case anyone else is, and he was going on saying, if you think that you're going to go to Harvard and absolutely get a job, you better rethink it twice now mm-hmm. because it's not necessarily guaranteed. Uh, it's not like he went for liberal arts. He did get a bachelor's in science and something. So I know it's not a bachelor right. in arts, which means more technical. Right. And still, he said that he was having a hard time. Uh, he said that he graduated with a, like a 3.8 GPA. He did everything he needed mm-hmm. to do. Um, and I'm I'm starting to see that that's more of a reality, and we've seen that yeah. as well. When when you started talking about that, if you look it up, you maybe found one article about it. Now it's you know it's a, a growing concern to the. There's even a Wikipedia page on academic inflation. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I saw it unfolding as mm-hmm. it happened, and I was like, wow, like it, I mean, it has to happen. There's no other way. It's inevitable. You can't just. You can't just have faith that there's always going to be more jobs every year. That's just not the way the economy yeah. works. Yeah. Well. So as we have a growing population, as we have more and more grad students and and even higher than that, PhD students, whatever it is, we have more and more of these people, less and less jobs, which is being accelerated by both the pandemic and automation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a pretty tight economy it's going to be hard to get a job out there so again i highly recommend that people start teaching themselves individualism teach yourself how to be a leader at Mm -hmm. home start small and you'll see that it'll develop sooner or later it'll snowball down the hill yeah